Welcome to another edition of Believe in the Bronx, the uh, rainy night in New York, Yankees signed Carlos Rodon edition, and uh, Mike Stanton in uh, Houston, Pete Caldera here in New York. Uh, Mike, that was uh, this was another target of the Yankees uh, coming uh, out of the San Diego winter meetings that uh, they pretty much identified that they wanted to strengthen their rotation. Uh, it wasn't an acute need of the Yankees. Um, when you consider that uh, they had five starters, but yeah. uh, the addition of Carlos Rodon into this rotation slotted behind Garrett Cole and uh, with Cortez, Severino, and Frankie Montas in the mix, uh, this could be one of the, if healthy, one of the better, better rotations in baseball right now. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, Rodon definitely makes them better. I mean, this is a this is a special special arm. Last couple of years, he's been healthy. Earlier in his career, he was having he was having physical issues. But we see this a lot with uh, with pitchers. Sometimes it just takes them a long time to figure out what they need to do, what they don't need to do to stay on the field, stay on the mound. And you know, Rodon, even though he has still uh, he has had a hiccup here or there in the last couple of years, he's stayed pretty healthy. And when he's on the mound, when he's right, you're talking about one of the filthiest pitchers in all of baseball. I mean, I've seen him. I, I go back to 2021. He came in here in the Astros uh, into Houston to pitch against the Astros while he was still with the White Sox, and he pitched the game. The Astros had no chance against him whatsoever. I actually made the statement in the post game that, that night, that that was the best arm that the Astros had seen all year, whether it was the fastball, the slider combination, uh, the high velocity, the bulldog mentality he had. I mean, he was just, he's just that good. And you know, that the Yankees, Pete, they love to have those power left-handers in the rotation. It nullifies the short right field porch. Yes. You already have, Nestor Cortez, not necessarily a power guy. Carlos Rodon is absolutely a power guy. This is a big swing and miss. Just going to have to make sure that he stays healthy. I don't think the, the AAV of this deal, it's a six-year, $162 million deal. That comes out to $27 million a year. That's not an outrageous number for a, for a top-of-the-rotation arm like Rodon is. Now, the six years, that might be a little bit of a different story, but... You know, we've seen teams going crazy this offseason, so it's not surprising that he got that extra year in the sixth year. Yeah, right. He kind of slots in uh, right behind uh, what Jacob DeGrom got uh, from the Texas Rangers with that that 5-185 deal. Yeah, as you said, uh, you know, with his uh, $27 million AAV, that's uh, that's fourth on the Yankees now uh, behind uh, Mr. Judge, Cole, and uh, Giancarlo Stanton. but still a, a significant outlay for a guy who's and right n- number one. Yes. I think they absolutely had to have that, that power lefty um, because it gives you a, a different look. You're right. That, you know, Cortez uh, is not that, that classic. Uh, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's going to give you what he gives you. He's going to yeah. give you all those angles. Uh, you know, jo- they had Jordan Montgomery in there, in their uh, rotation, not a, not a power lefty. Uh, but this is uh yeah, this is a guy when healthy and, and, you know, that caveat when healthy, I mean, you say that about every pitcher, but, uh, you know, Rodon is a guy who, uh, you know, has had some shoulder fatigue issues uh, in the mm-hmm. past. He had Tommy John uh, surgery uh, in his past, but he's obviously many pitchers bounce back from that better than ever. Uh, he certainly uh, fits into that category of the last two seasons, all-star seasons, uh, and then opted out of his Giants contract uh, to, to get this deal 
right here. So I think, um, yeah, where he lands with, with the Yankees in the middle of this rotation, they they give you a lot of different looks now with with sure. uh, with Cole at the top. You, you assume Rodon slots behind him. Then then three, four, five. You can you you can put him wherever you want. Uh, Severino is as uh, as talented as he is, and if he's healthy, Montas obviously they they're hoping that they get a bounce back year from him after his shoulder issues. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, Cortez first all-star season. I mean, a, a lot of what he did last year was, uh, it was not anticipated. He didn't go in, come out of spring training thinking this was going to be an all-star pitcher, but, uh, uh, but he was, and yeah, does he have to prove it again on some level? Absolutely. You have to prove yourself every day in this game and in New York, uh, uh, to, they'll be looking for an encore season from, from Cortez, but, uh, yeah, you, you'd want to go to war with this rotation, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, you got to love the diversity in the rotation. I mean, it, it's one thing. Yeah. You got a bunch of guys that are throwing hard, but none of them really throw similar to, to anyone else. And, you know, whether it's a sinking fastball, whether it's Garrett Cole with the riding fastball, you know, Severino with the devastating slider, uh, you know, for, uh, Montas with a, a, a great changeup. And now you have, two left-handers you have more of a finesse a control command type guy with Nestor Cortez and then you have the big power arm with uh with Carlos Rodon so you gotta love the fact that you got two lefties in that rotation and you also and they're a completely different style of pitcher so you don't really get used to one style one arm slot whatever it may be you you know hitters hitters don't like to see different guys, you know, if you, everybody's throwing a four seam fastball and throwing high velocity. Okay. That's fine. But that's not what the Yankees have. This is if these guys can stay healthy. And again, you're right. You can say that against every solid, every, every rotation, but you know, they still have question marks of guys. You know, Rodon has had health issues in the past. Severino's had health issues in the past. Frankie Montas didn't pitch at the end of the season last year. So, you know, there's still question marks there, but if this, rotation is healthy and they're pitching up to their capabilities. This could be the best rotation in baseball. Apologies for the uh, background noise in here that we get a lot of, <laughs> they're coming I mean, to get you. I live in midtown Manhattan. You get a lot of uh, ambulances uh, going by on 30 uh, across 34th street across town. Uh, it's my reality dealing with every night. Um, you know, the, the Yankees depth uh, of pitching, you know, they, you know they 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 did have some depth before this deal. Obviously, their their depth now is is, is that much more increased. Uh, you know, with Domingo Herman, uh, with Clark Schmidt, when right. you, know, you go to perhaps Davy Garcia or where else they 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 you know you want to slot in there down the line, uh, and and you know up and coming pitches that we'll we'll be seeing in spring training, but also. Uh, they have a lot more trade depth now, and uh, there are certainly other areas of need on this club. Uh, first of all, I mean, they still have a, a hole in left field where they uh, they would like to reunite with uh, Andrew Benintendi, and uh, perhaps uh, you know this this gets done because he is their seems like he's their number one choice. But uh, yeah. you know, I wonder if uh, in the course of these negotiations for for Radon that uh, the name Michael Conforto came up. Um, who's also a client of Scott Boris's too. So um, still another possibility there, but uh, you would, you would anticipate that the Yankees next big move and perhaps the last major piece of this 2023 team would be to add that uh, left-handed hitting left fielder. 
Yeah, and I agree. I think Ben Intendi is the right player. And Conforto is a very good player, but there is swing and miss in his game. You know, Ben Intendi, I think it's one of the big people that they were missing at the end, one of the big players they were missing at the end of the season last year, him and DJ LeMayhew both, because they were not the three true outcome type hitters. It wasn't about the home run. It wasn't about the walk. You know, it was, you know, these guys are contact type hitters that can carry a high batting average, but it can also carry a high on base percentage to go with it. You need some dudes on in front of the home runs. I mean, that's, that's the simple truth to the matter. And that's why, you know, Ben Intendi for me is the, is, is really the player that the Yankees need not just want that's who they need because they need a little bit more contact than some of the guys they have out there right now. Same thing with DJ LeBayhew, you know, wherever position he's going to play, you got to get him his at bats because I mean, this is a former batting champion. This is a guy that really knows how to work in at bat, use the whole field. And he's not trying to drive the ball out of the ballpark all the time. Right. Yeah. For, and for balance sake in their lineup, uh, you know, that I think Ben Intendi would, be a, a, a huge addition, a, a big fit. And, a, you know, frankly, he was a guy that, uh, you know, was going to be a, a big part of this, uh, of, of their uh, October, uh, you know, the, the ingredients to, towards a, a longer October run than, than they had. Right. And obviously he gets hurt with the Hamate uh, issue and it uh, sort of compromises their offense. But the loss of LeMahieu was, was, was felt in a big way. You know, he's still a bit of a question, you know, the, We'll get it. Uh, we should get an update. Uh, Aaron Boone will be uh, uh, doing something at the at Yankee Stadium later this week, so uh, you know we may get a, a better idea of where uh, Lemayhew stands uh, physically. But uh, it seems like you know they've gone the conservative route with with this uh, this uh, right foot issue, big toe, second toe. He's had ligament damage, he had a stress fracture in there. So you know they were trying to thread this needle, you know, trying to get him back and trying to avoid surgery. Mm-hmm. And that's still was still no guarantee, uh, even this deep into the off season. So, um, and then they also have, uh, you know, some ideas about uh, how they can get their payroll down a little bit now. That and uh, one way would be to trade Glaber Torres, uh, who would be owed about ten million dollars in arbitration this year. Um, I don't know how much they can anticipate uh, uh, getting takers for Aaron Hicks or Josh Donaldson and uh, those two guys combined uh, that that's 50 plus million dollars guaranteed on their deals uh, Hicks for the next three seasons, Donaldson for this season and buying yeah. out uh, his, his option for next year. So, uh, you know, these are the next moves that the, you know, the Yankees will be looking towards. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately I don't, uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk about trading bad contract for bad contract. I, I don't know if they can, if, if Cashman can pull that off or not, we'll just have to yeah. wait and see. I think that, you know, the, the, the odds on favor right now is that the Yankees are just stuck with those contracts, that there's just not anything they're going to do. I mean, if they want to release the players or whatever, but I don't think they're going to be able to find anyone to, to take those contracts off their, uh, off their hands and and make a substantial, uh, you know, take some substantial money off of the uh, the luxury tax number. So we'll just have to wait and see. But those are hard deals to be made. You know, and bad contracts for bad contracts. There's really no winner in, the, in those situations. You yeah. know, because you're you're bringing on a player that's been struggling. Also, um, you know, it's just one of those things, and it's unfortunate right now that you know the Yankees are on the verge of of uh, 
you know, I think they are definitely the pick in the in the American League East again at this point. I, they're one of the best teams in the American League, uh, and Rodon has done nothing but make them even better. But still got some question marks. If I have to find somebody, need a left-handed stick to play left field, and I think that's really probably at the forefront of Brian Cashman's mind right now. Yeah. You know, and you look around the division too, Mike, uh, you know, the – you know, the Blue Jays have, have, have made some moves. I think they, they still have uh, some, some moves to make to, to improve their team. Um, you kind of wonder what the Boston Red Sox are up to right now. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they've, uh, you know, it was, you know, they, they signed the, the, the Japanese uh, uh, left fielder, uh, Yoshida. And, you know, this is a, you know, kind of a big X, X factor here that uh, – don't know how uh, you know his game will, uh, will right. play in the in the yeah, big leagues, but he, you know does come with the uh, you know with some high credentials. But there were people who, who thought that the the Red Sox, you know, made an overpay on on that player, and then they still have certainly uh, you know a, a lot of holes uh, in other departments. They let Bogarts go. Um, you know, you wonder about where they are in the, the catching department and in, in their starting pitching. Um, and uh, you know the the field is. Uh, Seems like it's 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 open for the Yankees to uh, repeat as division champions if uh, if everything goes well again for them uh, if, on balance. Yeah, I mean it would be nice for Yankees fans if the Yankees could actually just stay healthy one year. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, you know, listen, everybody has aches and pains. Everybody has players go on the IL, but it seems like the Yankees have like just a an all star team on the IL every year. It would be nice to see what they could actually do if they actually they could stay on the field and play up to their capabilities because uh it, you know this is even even with a couple bad contracts it's not like Aaron Hicks forgot how to play baseball it's not like Josh Donaldson has no idea how to play the hot corner anymore uh it, you know they've just have not been able to to play up to uh exactly what the Yankees need them to do also doesn't mean that they can you know Josh Donaldson's more advanced in age doesn't mean he can't turn back the clock he doesn't mean he can't have a good season yeah. um you know, and and you put him down, put both of them down further in the lineup, you know, especially if you can get Ben and Tendy and get DJ LeMahieu back on the field. Now you're talking about a pretty line, a pretty, pretty uh, deep lineup. And maybe you can hide somebody there in the back end of that lineup. But, you know, it really looks like what's going to carry this team is is going to be the pitching. I mean, and that's exactly where Brian Cashman has gone here. He's gone to the top of the he's gone to the top of the free agent market uh, as of today with with Rodon. And, you know, you got to love it. Them having two left handers in that rotation. That's going to be a big plus pitching, you know, playing 81 games at home because that nullify, that helps nullify that right field porch. Yeah. And you know, when, I mean, and you know this too, when you, you sign up, you sign a long-term contract uh, with the Yankees, you're, you're also buying into New York and, and all sure. the pressures that, that, that go along with that. Uh, just what, I mean, from, from what you know about Radon, uh, a guy that, that, that can certainly handle the, what the pressure that's going to come every fifth day pitching in New York. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a problem. Uh, and obviously what you would like to do more than anything else is get off to a good start, have a couple of good starts at the beginning, you know, get in, get in the Yankee fans, good graces. But um, I, yeah, listen, this is a veteran player. He's moved around, you know, he's played in Chicago. Chicago's not an easy place to play, especially the South side. You know, he's been out in San Francisco. Uh, so I, I don't think there's going to be a big issue. You really never know though. I mean, there's been some great players that have uh, that have dealt with dealt with controversy in the past that come to New York and struggle. 
Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't think, you, you know, from what we hear about his personality, you know, um, who he is in the clubhouse, we've heard that he, you know, other than the day he starts, he's a great dude. The day he starts, you know, that's when that the bulldog mentality shows up. And you can see that on the mound. And I think that Yankee fans are going to identify with that. I think that that's something that they like. They like to see a guy out there, you know, grunting and snorting and throwing the ball as hard as he can and showing a little bit of emotion uh, yeah. instead of just the stoic face. So, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see exactly how, what the start looks like, but you know, Yankee fans are, are, you know, I don't want to, they're not spoiled anymore. They used to be spoiled. I think right now they're just antsy, you know, they, yeah. they're, they're ready to win another world series. It's been too long. Right. Yes. And, and, and they want to see the passion uh, that they have for the game reflected in their players. And, uh, right. you know, when they, uh, you know, when, you know, whether it's highs or lows, uh, that, that, that passion is, is important to, to all New York fans, I believe. Um, you know, just to quickly review the Yankees uh, offseason right now, uh, off the bat, re-sign Rizzo. That was a must. Mm-hmm. Certainly, the, the, uh, it wouldn't matter what happened uh, in a plan B scenario. They absolutely had to re-sign uh, Aaron Judge. They they add Tommy Canley back to their to their bullpen. They get Rodon uh, uh, to slot behind uh, Cole. But you know this kind of goes back to uh, what Hal Steinbrenner told us a month ago about his private conversations with Aaron Judge and saying we will have enough to get your contract done and to add around you yeah. to, to make us a, a pennant uh, contender again and. Uh, Hal did fulfill that promise, uh, certainly with uh, going the extra mile to uh, on, with that personal touch to 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 secure Judge. Sure. But now securing uh, a top of the line, uh, the the last sort of elite starter left in the in the free agent pool in in Rodon. Well, I, I think this was a situation that Hal realized exactly where this team is as far as uh, history-wise. You know, they're in a window right now that uh, that you know you're either, it's either gonna you're gonna add to this team and make this team a great team, or you're just gonna continue to flounder. Maybe you make the play, you keep making the playoffs, but that's not the Yankee way. That is not what Yankee fans want. You know, they want, they want trophies. They want rings. That's, that's what they want. That's what they've been used to for decades now. So uh, I think that Hal stepped up the way he needed to, you know, and he kept his word to judge that, you know, judge, he had told judge that, yeah, I'm going to build a, build a team around. You're not the only move. We're going to do more. And I think that was one of the problems with San Francisco. San Francisco was not a team that was ready to win. It was going to take time to build that. And, um, it, it, you know, the reports were that the, the, the giants actually came in with a bigger offer, but you know, what was the first thing that Aaron judge said? He said, what was his biggest priority? His biggest priority was winning yeah. and you know, where was going to be the best spot of all the teams that were discussed, where were, where was going to be the best spot for him to win? That's right back in the Bronx playing right field. Yeah. You know, and he, he played that poker hand perfectly, you know, from start to finish, Mike, uh, you know, from, you know, from that belief in himself uh, to, to reject yeah. what many people, including myself, absolutely thought 213 and a half for valid. For offer. Seven that was, was a valid, was not a, a great offer, but a valid offer. Not felt that, you know, just given his, his injury history and, and, and his age and, and yeah. the, the, you know, the chances you take. Because you have to remember, he had only played full season one year at that point. Right. You know, he had had yeah. one full season that he had not, he had not been hurt. 
Yeah, and that's that's what it was based on. Not uh, not what you felt that you know. Certainly, you know, you knew he was an MVP caliber type player. Right. Uh, it was just that, uh, yeah, it was it was the all the long term risk involved in turning a contract like that down. But he did did, and uh, not only did he he play that one as close to the vest. You know, you walked around, uh, you know, and and talked to some some Yankee people those those first two nights at the winter meetings in San Diego and. They had no idea. I mean, they really, you know, maybe not so much of a coin flip, but, you know, as long as that dragged out, there was some real doubt that that crept into a lot of Yankee people uh, really wondering, you know, could he really, you know, take that other offer? Yeah. Uh, and then the Padres come in with. Oh, my gosh. With, with did that, did that make, make everyone take a gasp? And uh, yeah, I mean, we still haven't. I mean, this thing is still not official, official yet. I and mean, we haven't had right. the Aaron Judge. uh you know, a press conference to, right. to ask him, you know, did, when did you actually make that decision? Did you, and were you, was it actually done on the plane? Did it take that last call from Hal Steinbrenner? Did you leave? How much more money did you leave on the table to, right. to, to want to be a Yankee? I mean, all those things are, are, are a little bit unanswered until we hear it. You know, the, you know, you know, the final take from, from Aaron. No one judge. We might not find that out. Yeah, true. He he right. might just say, yes, you know what? That that's yeah. yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just plead the fifth, and yeah, you know, yes, it was a bumpy road and it was a roller coaster, but I'm right back. And he's gonna say all the right things, like Aaron Judge always does. Uh, he's right back where he wanted to be. He's been saying it the whole time. He wanted to spend his whole year, his whole career, in the pinstripes playing for the Yankees. So he did everything that he was supposed to do, but what a roller coaster that was him, you know, then the reports that he's flying out to San Diego. Well, he's, what is he going out there for? Oh, now the Padres are included. I mean, it was, it was, there was a lot of drama that went into this, that we said all the way back at the end of the season, that Aaron judge was going to be a New York Yankee, that there was really no concern. Well, I mean, there was a little bit of concern, it ended up being exactly what we expected to and expected it to be. And I, I now dollar wise, I was a little surprised. I thought that I thought did not think that this was going to be um, that it was going to go this high. I thought that maybe in the three thirty range, I thought that was what was going to get it done. Um, but my goodness, what what a what a great call for him to bet on himself to turn down the deal in spring training uh, for what was it two two thirteen I think two thirteen um, and a half for seven yeah. that would have begun in twenty twenty three so it would have taken him through twenty twenty nine now he's right. he's through his age forty season right with with, with this contract congratulations um, to him he he bet on himself million. and my goodness yeah. did he hit it well pun intended he hit it out of the park. <laughs> Forty million dollar uh, AAV on that one, and you would anticipate, uh, you know, the the big press conference after this one. If they don't do it immediately, some at some point in spring training or early in the uh, next season, uh, he would be officially named the next Yankees captain. Just wondering what your thoughts about that are. I, technicality. I mean, he probably yeah. already is. I remember when Derek got the captainship, and and right. Derek didn't really even want it. He actually even said, "I don't, I, I don't want this." What does it mean? It's, it's, I mean, obviously there's a stigma that comes with it, but I think it's more for the fans than anything else. I I don't think, I know when Derek got, uh, when, when, when he became the captain, 
we had a team full of captains. We had a veteran, veteran team. I mean, he was he was still one of the younger. Well, no, he wasn't. He was he was you know middle aged as far as his age is and 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 the team is concerned. Um, so I well, listen. If that's I don't think that has anything to do with what's going on here. Does it make sense? Of course, it makes sense. He's their best player. Uh, he is their he's their marquee name. But also, he's one of their biggest spokesmen, and that's going to be that's where the captainship really comes into play. He's not afraid to to stand in front of the camera and say what he needs to say. As far as what he, what does the captain what was being a captain mean in the clubhouse? You know, it means different things for different people because you know Derek was not really a big outspoken guy, but he didn't yeah. need to be. He didn't need to be because of the team that he had around him. Yeah, and obviously. Judge has been the de facto captain of the Yankees for sure. for the last several years. I mean, you know, he had that he had that that you know ha, has had that way of carrying himself since he was a rookie, the way Derek Jeter was, and mm-hmm. right, and and not in the uh, the rah rah you know in your face type of uh, right. leadership. Um, and you're right, it, on a baseball team, it's you know you're not wearing a C and you're, you're the only guy who gets to talk to the umpires. It's it's not a it's not a hockey team, it's not a football team. We're right. not out there for uh, you know, a coin toss or anything like that. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's what he does in, in the clubhouse. And listen, I think I would just say, you know, in the course of a game on the field, Anthony Rizzo is the captain of the infield. Uh, sure. You know, Garrett Cole is kind of the captain of the pitching staff, uh, you know, but judge is the metronome in that, in the middle of that clubhouse. And, yeah. but, and, but his leadership is, it, it's, it's probably mostly subtle and supportive you know, he's the guy you always hear Yankee players say that he's the first guy that comes up to you after a, a bad game and says, you mm-hmm. go get him tomorrow. And, and, and with that, that quiet support or or with a right. congratulations on a, on a on a good game or a good play or whatever. And, uh, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, never, never ebbing in, in his uh, in, in the way he leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when a team doesn't see him down when he's in a slump, I think that reflects better on on all of them when, you know, sure. When, you know, yeah, I mean everyone's you know, going to go through it. There's a lot of similarities to to Derek. I mean, yeah. you know, they're they're both more lead by example. You know, you're never going to see. We never saw Derek Jeter, you know, not at least run pretty good to first base. He didn't bust it all the time, but there was never a, a a a an instance that he was loafing. You never see Judge do that. You know, he's he's more of a lead by example type guy. If he needs to get verbal, he can get verbal. But, you know, it, that's, you know, the dynamic of a clubhouse is is really an interesting dynamic. And, it, and the reason is, is because it changes. Even if you have exactly the same personnel from one year to the other, everything changes. You know, the relationships, um, you know, some relationships grow, other relationships sour. It doesn't matter. But the key is that everybody's pulling on the same end of the rope. Everybody's trying to do everything they can do whether it's big things or little things to help the club win. And that's really the key. You don't get along with everyone. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's arguments and there's fights there in every clubhouse. That's just the nature of the beast of putting that many type a personalities in a stressful situation. And they're around each other uh, just hours and hours and hours on end a day, every day. And um, you know, that's where, team leaders can come in, but there's so many leaders on that team, just like we had back, uh, back in the early two, uh, the, the late nineties and early two thousands that, 
everybody just kind of monitors themselves and whatever issues come up, you know, you take care of it. But when you go on the field, the job is always the same. And that's the Yankees win. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be a lot more interesting this year with uh, uh, with a rotation that now includes Carlos Rodon. We'll see what else the Yankees do. I would think the the bullpen is also an area they could they could still look to to upgrade at this point. I would think they could use another lefty. What uh, you, st- you still throwing, Mike? You uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I my, another compliment my off- to Peralta. My ball, my off-speed stuff is still good. I don't really have the express like I used to, but I think I could do it. Yeah, and hey, listen, I would be cheap. I would be cheap. You don't need to give me three hundred sixty million dollars. <laughs> hey, the league minimum is pretty good right now. Yeah, it is that. I that is nothing. Like the last, uh, uh, CBA. Yeah. That is no doubt, no doubt. That is definitely something that uh, you know those young players and you know uh, player association did a nice job. Because this yeah. is a young league now, they needed to up that. Pro- but yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think my legs would let me do it. But uh, it's a. It's a. It's a fun. It's a fun thought, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, to your last point, I think Tony Clark and the Players Association got to be pretty happy with how this winter is going with the. Oh my goodness! Right now, so well, and and listen, I don't think anybody could really predicted this. No, I mean, no. I- anybody, including 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 Boris, just simply because. The, the way, you know, because you remember, you know, I think there was still a little bit of question of what was the state of the industry, you know, because of the pandemic just a couple of years ago. You know, those guys, the, play, the the owners lost their shirts during the, you know, with with nobody in the stands. I mean, the 2020 season, you know, they um, they took a big everybody took a hit, but the owners took a really big hit. And you didn't know, you know, we're just a couple of years out of that. And, you know. You know, where are these guys financially? Well, I think they answered the question that the industry is in a pretty good place right now with the amount of money that has been thrown around in this hot stove season. Yeah, and you know what, Mike? It certainly doesn't hurt uh, to have a, a guy like uh, Steve Cohen in, uh, in the same town spending <laughs> what he's doing Wow! To, to get the Yankees' attention and get them off the ball. And, uh, and Uncle Steve and is letting it fly, them. isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and maybe motivate them a little more to go that extra mile to right. go get uh, a guy like Carlos Rodon, who they just uh, locked up with a six-year, $162 million agreement uh, to be in the Yankees rotation. So uh, that's about it from uh, from our end here. We will uh, see you down the line. There'll be more Yankees news this offseason. They're always making news, and uh, their offseason's not through yet. Uh, they have some more uh, uh, blocks to move, uh, pieces to put in place, and uh, we'll be here to talk about it. So thank you, Mike. Have a good night. And we'll see you all down the road. See ya. We'll see if Andrew Benintendi is the next move. Could be.